It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You're listening to the Go Birds Pod, a Radio.com podcast about your beloved birds. Oh, what's going on, Philadelphia? Hello, everybody. It is uh, not the happiest or brightest post-game show you'll probably ever hear uh, right here on the Go Birds pod, but we appreciate uh, that you're along with us. Some uh, sad news to pass along just right here in the beginning. You knew it was going to be a good or a bad day, actually, when uh, the one that they call James Seltzer wakes up with food poisoning at like 4.30 or 5 o'clock in the morning, and uh, God knows what he was yelling out of his mouth at that time, but that was the... The first text that I got this morning. So, I mean, Elliot, I, I think that was a warning sign to us all, but uh, not an expected outcome I think any of us thought of. And I, I'm sitting here going, you know, we probably should have addressed at some point who's going to get hurt next because that's just kind of what's been happening uh, each and every game. But just a, uh, a, a, a weird game, a very weird game to a very weird uh, end to the season here. The, the word I can think to best describe this game is just, like, it sucks. Like, it, it wasn't exciting to watch. It was an ugly game. Uh, I mean, they kept it close at the end. They lost. But, like, mostly, I just think, like, this just sucks for Carson. Yeah. Really. Like, I, I've certainly been critical of Carson. We've debated Carson. But I've also said, as is everyone, he's played great over the last month. He, like, he earned the right to be in this game. He was not carried to this game. He did not get here because the Cowboys lost in week 17. Like, he beat the Cowboys. He played the games well. Like, he, he should have played this game. And for that to happen to him, like, we can talk big picture, and I know we will this whole offseason, but it just sucks for him, and it sucks for us that we didn't get to see him play this game. Like, 
I've been waiting four years to see Carson play well, play a playoff game, right? I mean, yeah. this is why they drafted him number two overall. He's been playing great. I mean, I was excited. I woke up this morning excited to see what Carson was going to do, for better or worse. You know, I said I thought he was the wild card heading into this game just because he never played in a playoff game. I don't think him playing well was a guarantee just because it was his first playoff game. But it just sucks he didn't get a chance to do it. I mean, yeah. And the and the weird thing about it was. Like, the other two times he's been hurt, it's been very clear. Like, he got hurt against the Rams, and he's, you know, everyone's like, oh, something's wrong with Carson, and then he's walking off the field. The back thing, Doug announces it, right? Today, it was, I'm in the press box, and, you know, I'm used to looking at that blue medical tent. Like, it pops up three to four times a game for right. the season. But for those that don't know, the blue medical tent, uh, that's where they take players on the sidelines so they can kind of inspect them in, in privacy. So, you know, Howard Eskin says on the broadcast, Carson's in the medical tent. And I look, and I'm like, oh, yeah, the medical tent's up. And I look around, yeah. I can't find Carson. I see McCall with his helmet on. And next thing you know, Carson's going to the, to the locker room. So it, it just sucked. It sucked. It was surprising, and it completely changed this game. And that was the, uh, the way I found out, too, because we were uh, doing a great event there at JT Brewski's, and thanks uh, to those guys for – having us out there so i'm listening to merrill the entire time and i hear that first and i go oh it's probably nothing this is just a, yeah. a quick examination medical 10 whatever then you know they they rush through one play and merrill like instantly goes back down to howard he's walking back to the locker room and you're going oh my god and here it is and it wasn't until i get home and see what happened at halftime with my own two eyes and realize a couple of things uh, and, and this is all kind of surrounds Carson. I know Jason Peters, as we say, stand here right now at 9.30 p.m. Uh, Eastern time, is saying that Jadavion Clowney didn't mean to have or be dirty in any action that was happening there. Uh, your friend's a fucking liar, uh, Jason. I don't, I don't know what to tell you. Everybody else kind of seems that there, is, there is, wasn't any clearer that it could have been it was a dirty hit. Uh, two. So I, I, not sorry, not to interrupt you, but I right. would just like to say I don't think it was a dirty hit. It was, it was an illegal hit. It was late, but I don't think he did it with like malicious intent to harm Carson. So anyway, go ahead. But I just wanted to put that. Yeah, there. and people interpret dirty in a couple of different ways. Stupid, if you want to call it that. Fine. Yeah, yeah. With the, I, I, I'm with you. Fine. I won't say that he had the intent to do it. Either way, it's fucking illegal and. uh Somehow, yeah. somehow, the refs and fucking Al Riveron, who's had a horrendous year, and it continues on, and uh, not to mention all the bitching that's going on with the Saints again with Minnesota or whatever. And this would have not, I don't think, changed the outcome of the game because of what happened to Carson anyway. But you got to throw the goddamn flag, you know? Like, And on top of that, uh, Josina Anderson, uh, Danny Cannell... Uh, a couple of others that are in there. I don't even fucking uh, uh, some a rando wide receiver, if I remember correctly, and it's not popping in my head. But that's uh, what's burning Brandon there. Stokely, oh yeah, it was Stokely. Brandon yeah, it Stokely. was Stokely. Uh, I I wish Manning slapped you harder in the face. I don't know what to tell you, but to have like this. Oh yeah, Carson Wentz always seems to get hurt. Bullshit when somebody gets hit illegally in the back of the head. That uh, apparently, and at the time everybody knew. Uh, because Chris Mortensen had said they rushed right to the hospital because they thought they got scared by something that they saw, which freaking put me more in panic mode. And that's all I could think of for basically 
the rest of the game, which I'm we'll, we'll certainly get into, uh, which is kind of a mirage for me ever since like you hear that and you just go, Jesus. Uh, I don't know how you interpret that, um, Elliot, as as a as a guy that covers this team every day. But I have a huge problem with that. Like I I just I don't know why people want to rush to play that card that he's injury prone and it has nothing to do with that particular thing when you're getting concussed from an illegal hit. I had a, I had a huge problem with that. So I have a lot of different thoughts on this. I mean, like, I don't know. I I, I don't know how to really express how I'm feeling about it. I mean, on, on one hand, look, like, it's reality. The last three times this season has ended, Carson has been on the sideline injured. That's a reality. It's a harsh reality. It's not, it's not something people want to hear right now. Now, the fact it was a concussion, like, I don't think concussions are any more freak. Like, I think all injuries are freak, right? Like, it, it, like Carson didn't, when he tore his ACL, that wasn't any more likely to happen a concussion. When he injured his back, that wasn't any, any more likely. It wasn't any more his fault. You know what I mean? Kind of like, it, like, a concussion's not Carson's fault, but neither is a torn ACL and neither is a fractured back. Um, I think that fans don't want to hear it, but there's going to have to be discussion about the fact Carson got hurt again. And But I'll also say that, Maybe the time and the place is not now. I think it probably is not now. But it's As not I a time and a place thing. Day, it doesn't. It, no, it, it's it, it concussions. How are you supposed to plan for those things? An injury prone player. An injury prone player means to me, I have gotten an injury like my ACL and I tore it, and I've retorn my ACL again, or my hamstring keeps flaring up. Like if it's the same problem, then I'm with you. But if you can bring up something like. I think it was Danny Cannell, that piece of shit, that suddenly was just not built for the NFL. What in the fuck? That is some Rod Tidwell bullshit. Like, why? And as a person who has played the game before, how do you come to that conclusion? It is. It is staying healthy is not a fucking skill. It never ever has been. It never will be. People will continue to get dinged up and hit. And if you are mobile as a quarterback in any sense. In, even if you're not, you're going to get hurt. Offensive linemen, get hurt. That has happened. I mean, why, why aren't we calling Brandon Brooks injury prone? It's back-to-back season injuries. Like, it's ridiculous, guys. Football players will get hurt. And they'll certainly fucking get hurt when cheap shot motherfucking J- Javion Clowney comes in and spears like he's diving into a pool where Carson Wentz cannot defend himself. That's why I have... The biggest issues on on like how how in the world could he in could he have prevented that at all? That's my question to Yui. He could not have prevented it. Just like he couldn't have prevented his torn ACL, he couldn't have prevented his fractured back. Like he couldn't have. And honestly, I haven't seen the tweets the tweets you're talking about. I saw Josina's tweet. I didn't see the Danny Cannell one. And someone told me about Brandon Stokely. So like. I haven't read them. I don't really know what, what they say, just to be honest. But, but like, my, my only point I'm trying to make is that, again, I feel bad for Carson. It's super suck. It's disappointing. I, but I'm just letting yeah. you know and bracing you for the fact that, like, this is going to be a discussion now again. Like, oh, I know it will. Like, this was Carson. Yeah, okay. That, that's all I'm trying to but, say. But, like, I, but if it happens, not, I'm, saying, I'm still, saying if it happens in the circle, in the media circles of Philadelphia, all off season. We need to do better. That's all I mean. Like, that's ridiculous. But, but it's still, look, like, but I'm just saying it's still the reality that for the third year in a row, 
this season has ended with Carson injured. That's yes, just but it's not an. Like, it was. It's not even a season-ending injury. At most, if they win that football game, it maybe he's cleared to play next week. It's not a season-ending thing. I, it's just there happens to be no more football games after this one if you lose it. So it's it's just it's a concussion. Yeah. That's all it is. I mean, I shouldn't say that lightly. Not to take concussions lightly. Please, God, don't interpret it that way. But I'm saying, in the terms in the culture of football, there is probably, depending on what we say, a very good chance that Carson Wentz would have been cleared at some point. So it's not season ending, and it's yeah. not like, oh my God, you have to go and restart again. That's all. Like, if yeah, I didn't, I didn't say it was season ending. I said. For the third straight season in a row, the season has ended with Carson on the bench, right? Like, and again, I don't, I'm, I'm not, I'm not like focusing on this. I'm just letting you know, I, I guess I'm just trying to say like, I, I can, whether the people are phrasing this correctly or not, I understand the point of some people that are highlighting this and I have not highlighted it. I didn't tweet about it. Right. Like I, we're just talking about it based off those tweets, but I'm just saying that, that, that is the reality. Like for whatever, you know, whatever, uh, you know, whatever it is, he, third year in a row, I mean, this team has played now six playoff games in the last three years, right? Three the year of the Super Bowl, yeah. two last year, one this year. And Carson has played like eight snaps in those games. Like, it, you know, like it just sucks. And I, I was talking after the game to some reporters, like one of the big things about this game for me was win or lose, and I thought they would win. I was very confident about it. But win or lose, the fact that Carson was going to play in this game and get playoff experience was so big for this franchise. Right. Like going into next year, I, I'd already pretty much made up my mind I was going to pick him to win the when win the NFC East, and like I probably still will just because other teams are, are a mess. But like you, it just sucks that Carson didn't really get playoff experience. Like he did, right? Like he he was there for the intro, he got the feeling, he saw the stage, he took some snaps, all those things. But it just it just sucks that this is how it went down. It just, it really does. Like, you know, you mentioned we're going to have to have this conversation again. And yeah, it, we're, you know, it sucks. Like, I don't want to get into injury prone, is he, is he, is he not saying like, just a label. It doesn't really mean anything. Right. But like, it just sucks that again, when, when, again, when this team is playing a big game, Carson's not out there. And I'm not saying it sucks like in a way to rip him i'm saying it just sucks that we continually have to watch these big games and carson's not there because i want to see carson play in a playoff game like i want to see how he would do i want to see if he would play great i want to see if he would struggle i want to see him you know where mccown was today with four and a half minutes to go down eight with the ball like i want to see what he would do there and it just sucks that he has never been there right the last six games he's not been there for whatever reason so just disappointing it is very disappointing. I just hate that it is going to be a thing that's on him when it shouldn't be, you know. And it doesn't. Well, but that's where I disagree with you. Uh, that's uh, that's what okay, I think. Okay, but like here we go. Then, then it's then it's gonna like how can how can you say that after that's what you just said? It is impossible to guard yourself against that in in any. It, I don't care if he was – I mean, that's a running back, a wide receiver, anybody – tight end, anybody's getting concussed right there. Anybody is. that there is there's a There is a zero percent. So what do we – so why is it on Wentz then? Because it just – I guess, like, depends how you phrase it. Like, on Wentz, do I think this is Wentz's fault? No, I don't think it's Wentz's fault. This isn't, like, discussing accuracy where I feel like 
all right, Wentz is not a very accurate passer at times. Like, is that something you can improve on? Is it his fault, et cetera, right? It's more just saying the reality of Carson is not there when this team plays. Like, he's always hurt in the playoffs. Like, and I feel bad saying that, but I didn't injure him. I didn't, you know, give him the concussion. I'm just stating the facts that they've played six games and he's only played a handful of snaps in it. Like, we, we can blame whoever we want. We can not blame whoever we want. We can label it whatever we want. We can be worried. We can not be worried. But the reality is what it is, is that it just sucks he keeps getting hurt. It, and, again, not his fault. Anybody would have been concussed. I don't think he's, like, susceptible to concussions or injuries, anything like that. I'm just stating the facts that they've played six playoff games since he's been drafted and he's only played a handful of snaps in them. All right. Well, if we're just playing the it sucks game, then then I, I guess that's fine. I really I – don't, I don't know where we're going with uh... – with it not being on him, I'll, I'll leave that for another day because there's so many other things that happened during this game that you just go, man. Uh, and in that opening sequence, uh, certainly, too, it almost looked like, you know, the, this this offense couldn't really get going in the first place. And then, you know, McCown gets yeah. in there, and that pretty much eliminated any of uh, the offense just runs better. Uh, maybe with Josh McCown, like it was with like Nick Foles, it was really stutter step at a lot of different points and um it just it it was uh not it wasn't in the cards uh, at all they they played a, an offense that can only could really go between like the 30s <laughs> or like 20 to yeah. 30 and and they couldn't the red zone offense the the one opportunity that they did have really bad penalty uh that happened to be down there and then that was Pretty much it. I mean, like it was an eight-point game that always felt like a fifty-plus points. The the Seahawks offense did just enough once again. Uh, there's going to be a lot of chatter for well, of course you should have drafted DK Metcalf. I'm sure that's that's a really exciting topic for uh, the off season as well. Uh, Clowny on like okay. five different ways because uh, well, if you just trade for Jadavion either at the beginning of the season uh, or if you uh, you know just take him away, uh, which uh, honestly they, they should have from the Texans uh, in the middle of the season, then maybe none of this stuff either happens, uh, uh, not to mention the fucking laundry list of, of how many times uh, Davion has done this, including like trying to rip off Nick Foles' head uh, yeah, last season as well. There too, uh, yeah, I'm still pissed about it. Uh, but, um, you know, I, it's, I, I thought the... Uh, it, it, we, we objectively, McCown did not play well, um, but he interesting because was well. Go sorry, go ahead. Um, uh, he played fine. Is is what I should say. He didn't play uh, good. I don't or or poorly. He was just fine, I guess. Uh, and um, it, uh, but was limping around for I, I don't even know how long that ended up being. Maybe a quarter and a half. I had one really good deep shot to Shelton Gibson. Shout out to you, man. Uh, for uh, coming out and being a deep threat and getting the getting the pi down there um, uh, against uh, Flowers, and then um, it just he he it, it, like he almost felt like damn that zip quite really isn't there. You could kind of see it in his face, or or maybe that was just his uh, his foot that was bothering him or whatever. But uh, completely dejected as he goes into the tunnel, and yeah, I don't know if you saw the. The videos there, but I mean, yeah, he's, I saw, yeah, yeah, crying right, right, uh, right on the spot, and Ertz picks him up and pats him on the chest, uh, and and you got to be feeling a lot of things for Josh McCown, who 
comes in and actually plays in his first playoff game um, and uh, and tries to rally his troops, and you could tell he just just didn't have have that extra little mustard on the ball. Uh, like, you know, Father Time was just sitting right there whispering at him, and I think he kind of felt that a little bit. And um, uh, all the things else, disappointment, whatever. But what was your sense in the locker room as, uh, as everybody, in, including, uh, you know, McCown at the press conference when it came in? I mean, people were devastated. And, like, they, yeah. were, they were honestly just really devastated for Carson. Like, I'm sure they were upset that they lost, clearly, but I think just they all felt like, you know, and accurately, like Carson worked really hard to get here. Carson yeah. played great to get them here. Carson never played in the playoff game. Like, I, I just thought the way they talked about it, it, A, it showed how much they care for Carson, right? Like, it showed that they recognized how much this meant for Carson. And it meant a lot for all of them, but let's be honest, it meant more for Carson. It was his first playoff game. Um, he, he had missed the other one. So I, I think they felt really bad for him that this happened to him. Um, and I think that kind of overshadowed the sadness from the loss because, yeah. and I don't want this to be misinterpreted, but I mean, you know, they've won a Super Bowl, they've won playoff games. Like they've, they've experienced the, the, lo- the pain of a playoff loss before. I don't really think they were, uh, I think the, the pain for Carson, it, it was just greater than the pain of the loss. Um, as far as McCown, what I'll say about his play was I actually thought he played pretty well. He had a few really nice throws. But where you really missed Carson tonight was in the red zone. Carson has been really good in the red zone this yeah. season. Um, and that's frankly where their offense stalled, right? I mean, they got three field goal drives instead of touchdowns. At the end of the game, they're at the seven-yard line. And McCown, I, I haven't had a chance to re- re-watch the throw. He said he thought it was a bad throw to Miles Sanders. Live, it looked like Miles should have caught it. Yeah, but, he should have. Yeah. But maybe it was behind him. I don't know. But I think both, both were true there. That yeah. happened. Right. And then, and then he, he takes a sack on fourth down where, for a veteran, you just have to know. I mean, you know, just, just throw it. I mean, it's fourth down. You're getting sacked. Like, just throw it in the end zone and see what happens and, because they're getting the ball regardless. Right. So, I thought that was a, a bad play by him. But, overall, I thought, you know, McCown, McCown played fine. It was just really the red zone. But uh, my other big takeaway from this, because, I mean, McCown playing well doesn't really mean much. He's not going to be here next year. You're not building upon that. So that just kind of is what it well, is. Well, little, little player player assistant QB coach, come on, man. Well, you know, let's, maybe, not, yes, let's not jump maybe, the gun. Maybe, but <laughs> they're not going to build on his on-the-field performance. Yeah, that's but, true. Um, the other thing I took from today was just, like, at different points of the season, people have questioned different people, Howie, Doug, Carson, like, the questions for Doug are over. I mean, Doug, Doug is an elite head coach. Like, for them to be where they were at, and Jim Schwartz as well. Jim Schwartz, you know, the defense played really well outside of that one long pass to, to Metcalf, and obviously Russell Wilson yeah. uh, made a few amazing plays. You just got to tip your cap to it. But, I mean, Doug, for, for them to have the ball at the seven-yard line, down eight, with McCown, Vitae, Matt Pryor, Boston Scott, Rob Davis, Ray Ward, like literally the guys that they would have played in the third quarter of a preseason game. Yes. Against one of the better franchises in the league, one of the better quarterbacks, one of the better head coaches, one of the best teams in the NFC, record-wise. Like for them to be where they were at is really a credit to Doug. Like Doug has this team operating at a high level. And I know fans are disappointed, but 
there will not be many seasons, if any, with Doug as the head coach where this team doesn't make the playoffs. And what happens there, we'll see. Um, but, you know, I just was very impressed by what Doug did tonight. That's uh, I, it's a fantastic point. I didn't even really think of that because you're, you're thinking about so many different things post-game. But, yeah, I mean, this team was – uh, like you said, seven uh, seven yards away from at least trying to tie it up, and then, you know, who knows what happens after that? And that's uh, I think that's a credit to a, a bunch of different people, including uh, Jason Kelsey tonight, and and you know, again, Jason Peters, who I certainly want to get to. Um, I I I'll say this too, and I know you were kind of closer to uh, to Ertz here, but. Uh, I mean, like he was just as emotional as anybody tonight as well, yeah. and, and it seemed like recovering from the surgery and getting great news um, and making it clear that there is no way, even if one opinion was saying like, "Hey, um, I don't think you should play tonight," um, you know, everybody you know checked him out and gave him the thumbs up. And uh, what do you think he was going through tonight as he was talking to you guys? So the crowd around Earth was so big that I was like behind him. So I, I didn't get a good chance at him, but he was very emotional. I mean, I thought maybe at points he was going to cry. Like he felt really bad. He felt really bad for Carson. He felt bad the team lost. I think he was probably like, he's probably been in so much pain that the, the feeling of losing probably just kind of let it all out. Right. But um, he talked about how, he had, you know, multiple fractured ribs. He had, uh, I think he called them two displaced ribs. He had uh, cartilage damage. And then, then after the Cowboys game, he went to the bathroom. He went, uh, and they found blood in his urine. So then, then they rushed him to the hospital. He spent some time in the hospital. His wife was there. And, you know, ultimately he was cleared. He said that the doctor said it was remarkable how quickly his kidney uh, healed. He said he wasn't, he said he wasn't going to play if it was a gray area. And I believe him. And, I know there's going to be a lot of talk about the medical staff this offseason. I just want to say two things about the medical staff. Okay. First, they deserve a lot of credit for getting Zach Ertz into this game. Like, if we're going to rip them for guys that take a long time and all those things, like, then they deserve credit when somebody recovers from a lacerated kidney and two broken ribs and enough time to play. And, yes, certainly part of that is Ertz. But then on the flip side, some of it's the athletes as well when they're not ready to play. But they deserve credit for that. And on, and on the same token, like – I can't imagine there were many more tense rooms this year than that room when Carson Wentz was getting evaluated for a concussion. Yeah. When you consider how bad he wanted to play, right, how bad the team wanted him to play and all those things, like for them to – for the Eagles and, you know, obviously the NFL is involved in it as well. But for the Eagles to put Carson's health first, I think it's something that's not going to be talked about a lot, but it should. Like, they put the franchise quarterback on the sideline with a concussion because they didn't think it was safe for him to go back in. That's not an easy decision to make. Like, the person that diagnosed him with a concussion, like, that's not an easy position to be in. I mean, you have an entire fan base, and you have Carson biting it to bit to come back, right? And we don't know all the details yet, but I just think the medical staff deserves a lot of credit, um, and they often don't get that. Yeah, uh, and I think Ertz had even pointed that out um, when he was talking to everybody there, too. And yeah, the I I, I guess the um, like when they're pulling him off to the side, and I don't know if you saw this on uh, the broadcast when they're flashing, and I forgot who said it. So remind me if you remember, e, but uh, it was uh, he knew immediately something was wrong with Carson. It might have been Kelsey who might have been saying this. 
Um, and then like I think it might have been I think it might have been Ertz. Oh, mo- that uh, might have been Ertz Kel- too. Maybe Kelsey said it as well, but I believe Ertz said that. Uh, and they were flashing at the sideline, and on you know when they came back from break and had all the replays there, and you could clearly see him like pointing to his head and like describing all the things that went over. Um, so I, I, I there might even been at a point where he just checked himself into it. Uh, or 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 somebody yeah. alert him to it. So I'd I'd love to know, you know, if he got called over or he just checked himself in or. But like it was bothering him. And then you get that this report from uh, Mortensen, and everybody gets a, a little more scared. And you're just going, oh my god. And we're still I still haven't seen anything uh, new or updated from that. But um, yeah, did I, I hear you correctly that Wentz went, went to the hospital? Is that what Mortensen said in that tweet? I believe he did. I'll double check on that right now. Um, I thought he, I thought he said his wife came down. I mean, Wentz wasn't in the locker room afterwards, and his locker was cleared out. I'm sure he wasn't in the building, but that doesn't mean he went to the hospital. Yeah, um, uh, I would just yeah, I'll I'll cl- I'll clarify that. Uh, yeah, because she was still she was coming down like with his his uh, suit, I think post game suit or something like that. Um, well, well, what's uh what's interesting too? Not interesting, I guess. But so when Wentz got hit. I remember him getting up slow, and because of the, the view I had in the clown he hit, maybe it was the other guy, but it looked to me like he got speared in the back with an elbow. And I was like, oh, he's getting up slow. And then he got hit again after that at, in the back, like at the end of the throw, which I thought maybe could have been a late hit as well. So when he went into medical tent was walking, I thought he was, uh, sorry, I thought he was, uh, in, his back was injured. So, yeah, so did I mean, I. Obviously, ends up being the head, but he he took a lot of big hits early on. Uh, yeah, actually, uh, correct that. Sal Palantoni reports that Carson Wentz's wife has been escorted to the Eagles' locker area once Wentz was removed from the medical tent to the locker room for further concussion testing. It raised a level of concern for the Eagles. It's a medical uh, decision. Uh, no official word yet. So, I don't know what to take from that. Like, I I just assumed. I guess further medical testing meant they were, they were taking him off campus to go somewhere, but maybe they just meant uh, they were trying to take yeah, care I of that in house. Yeah, further testing. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I, yeah, I'm really kind of hoping that it's just uh, not as not just a, a mild concussion um, at at best here, and hopefully we'll uh, we'll see what happens. But uh, the the other kind of things that caught my eye as these guys are kind of coming off and chatting and uh mike garofolo had pointed this out like jason peters no hesitation at all uh yeah i'm com- i want to come back you know i, I want to be here for another yeah, year, was, two years yeah, three years what'd you make of that yeah yeah um yeah i mean he looked he said he wants to play at least one year if not two he said he wanted to be here he said uh he said that he you know part of it is because he thinks he's still playing at a high level but also he thinks Carson is somebody he wants to keep playing for. Like, he thinks Carson's a star. He thinks Carson, Carson gives him a chance to win. And, I mean, we could probably do a whole pod on this discussion, but it sets up a very interesting dynamic for the Eagles. Um, do they bring him back? Do they sit Dillard another year? Do they bring Peters back and, you know, maybe move him to left guard? I don't think he would want to do that. But it's pretty clear that Peters is not riding off since sunset. Like, he wants to play again. He's going to force the Eagles' hand in terms of making him walk or keeping him. Yeah, that is uh can I say this is might be the first time that I'm just like truly disappointed in an answer and that was that tonight. 
Um, and I Why? obviously respect Jason Peters, and I love him to death. And listen, he's going to be here, and if he wants to be here, the Eagles will make sure that he is. Um, I thought he played at a high level this year too. Um, but this is like, why the fuck they they draft Andre Dillard in? You know, like I just if you that that was the and I go, God dang it! I was like, if you're gonna waste a first round pick and make him sit on the bench for two years or like you know be in and be out, that that was my first reaction. My second reaction is. Well, uh, there's no way uh, in hell that Andre Dillard is anywhere as close to as popular as Jason Peters or has, you know, gotten the okay from everybody in that locker room for sure. So, uh, you know, what, what, what could he do at this point, too, uh, to kind of push that or push for a trip? Like, I just I think that makes for a really stupid, small yet medium sized potential for disaster in the locker room is all. Uh, I don't know. That, that's what well, I think. Well, but, I mean, it's, you know, like, I I agree. I mean, to the point where, obviously, I'm sure the Eagles wish he would have said, like, oh, we'll see, who knows, like, blah, blah. But, like, the, you know, Jason Peters, I, I guess, you know, it's to himself, to be honest, right? I mean, he wants to say he wants to play. He thinks to play at a high level. And, you know, the Eagles are going to have to make a tough decision, like you said, because – you sit Dillard for another year. You waste another year of his rookie deal if you think he's ready to play. It's, sorry, I keep yawning, man. That was a long game. Um, <laughs> no, but, don't do you know, like, uh, It wasn't a very good I, game uh, either, I, so we understand. Yeah, Yeah, it was a very boring game as well. Um, but it puts him in a tough spot, but he wants to come back. I mean, if he wants to come back, he should say that flat out. So it does cause a problem, but the Eagles kind of caused this problem too when they, when they brought him back for another year and all those things. And you know, this like I said, this is a topic for maybe another pod, but I don't hate the idea of bringing him back per se. No, so keep, we'll, I, 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 I know. I, I, I know. I would actually love to know why. Of of like you know like this is uh, and I'm and it has obviously like you said, you don't have to convince him that Wentz is any good or probably anybody that's in that locker room. Well, except for. Couple other things, and there's one big thing I want to ask you about it, which I'm, I just popped into my brain here too. But like, I what's what's the case for keeping Jason Peters? I don't know how good Andre Dillard is. I mean, he played well when he when he was in there, but like, I don't know how good he is. And I, and I get that. Look, I understand the the economics of this. You're not going to sit Dillard for another year, right? Like Dillard is your left tackle of the future. I'm not saying I think the Eagles will bring him back. I just think Peters, for all of his flaws, is still, you know, one of the, I don't know, 12 best left tackles in the league. And I, he's consistent. The guys love him. I don't know. I just, I wouldn't hate the idea of it. I'm not as high on Andre Dillard as you are, and that's part of it. But, like, I just, I, I think Peters is a sure thing. Peters is a leader in the locker room. Players love him. I would be hesitant to just, to just show him the door and turn the reins over to, to Dillard. But, they made that decision when they drafted Dillard uh, that high that they, that was going to happen. So I don't think Peters will be back uh, simply because of what I just said, just because Dillard, you, Howie, there's no way Howie's going to sit him another year. You don't think so, but it can't – doesn't Jeffrey Lurie just have to go, uh-uh, if he wants to stay, he's staying. The, like, And then that's yeah. it. That's yeah. it. That overrides yeah. everything. Not, no, None of this fucking Howie has final say bullshit. That's a, that's a Jeffrey Lurie decision. That's not a Howie decision. That's why I'm saying this well, is this is I mean, a powerless yeah. 
you know, a futilitous uh, adventure. I don't even know if I just used that correctly or if that's even a word. But uh, I, 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 I just really don't like the, the bind of looking towards the future. And now, because we're we're obviously going to turn the page here. Um, but that's uh, and and you're right. I am a lot higher on Andre Dillard than uh, than you are, and, and maybe even uh, the majority of Eagles fans. But again, you have to find out. And I would rather Andre Dillard grow over those next couple of years because he really needs it, and he really needs help while he's got you know a, a guard that has been in the system now that can start helping him out. Because Isaac Salamal is going to have to do that, um, and. Here's the other thing, too, because if you're holding on to Jason Peters, just uh, again, I understand from a talent perspective and, and he stayed healthy and you can, we can keep rolling this dice until it's just no longer there. And that's why Andre Dillard's here. That's not like the craziest thing to say from from anybody's point of view, especially what he's trying to say here. But um, the other part of Mike Garofalo's tweet, which I thought was. Uh, open for interpretation, certainly, and it could just be I'm uh, miserable because of what just happened right now, and like we had so many injuries, and I just want to reflect on that. But uh, uh, Jason Kelsey was the last one out of the locker room, the last one to to not you know get out of his uniform essentially, and is looking into his helmet and reflecting, and it sounded like. And he had contemplated this before, but that sounded like I'm. I this might be it for me. At least that's how I took it. Um, I mean, I didn't see the image of. J I didn't like. I didn't. Uh, I saw Jason Kelsey after the game. I didn't see him at the exact moment Garofalo did. Maybe he took a different interpretation of that. Garofalo is obviously a very bright captain guy, so if he got that interpretation, maybe. But I just know from what I know of Jason and seeing the way he takes losses. He takes losses really, really hard. Like, yes. there's been times after this year where he hasn't talked just because he's been so frustrated. He always is one of the players that looks the most upset after losses. I don't think Jason's going to retire. If I'm not mistaken, they gave him a new deal last year that kind of almost guaranteed he was going to be here at least another year. I, I don't think that's going to be a thing. I mean, Jason always, each offseason, decides. But um, I didn't get the feeling that uh, – he. I didn't get the feeling after the game that he was, like, contemplating retiring. Okay. All right. Well, the, uh, good because that's <laughs> then then even more so while you have Jason Kelsey and you know hopefully you know Brandon Brooks and and Lane Johnson will kind of rebound here. Um, I I think it's good to transition while you still have a strong offensive line, you know, and and just to yeah. you know send where uh, and and won't even have to do a sign and trade or nothing silly like that. You can have him choose where he wants to go. And uh, and hopefully he can you know go help out a, a Super Bowl contender or whatever, or if he really really wants to play guard and actually start doing that or whatever, which he's clearly not never ever going to, um, then then whatever. Uh, I, I guess that's that's what we're gonna have to just keep figuring out. But while I, I, while you have the offensive line, get Andre Dillard going. You know that's and 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 he got his ass kicked by by Clowney tonight. If we're being honest with ourselves, right? Uh, got I got him a, 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 a more more than a few times, or at least uh, in, in my in my memory there. So, um, yeah, that's, I have to rewatch the game live. I didn't think protection was a huge issue, but again, I mean, it's sometimes it's hard to see it live versus you know the TV feed. Yeah, uh, certainly. Um, and 
you know, and this is when you kind of turn back and and look at look at everything and uh, whether whether you know, like we're, <laughs> we're going to mention Malik Jackson again. So there's there's you know the, the, a lot of a uh, lot of questions to be answered between him the, and and Deshaun and certainly Alshon. And this is something that I heard on the uh, on the pregame show here, E. And this is the first time that I've heard someone close to the team. Uh, and that is Ruben Frank on our pregame show here, was adamant about saying the words, the relationship between Carson and Alshon is toxic, uh, and they need to get as far apart as, as as humanly possible, no matter how they can get out of the deal and on and on. And he went on this big, big rant. That's the first time that I've actually heard the word toxic between him and Alshon Jeffrey. Um, do do you think, or have you heard, or do you feel that it was at that state? And and this is kind of a little peek in the window from Roop here, or what, I don't know. How, um, how would you interpret that? Uh, I, I don't know if I'd call it toxic. I mean, I think I think there's lots of reasons to move on from Alshon. I just he, you know he has a major injury. He's an older player. Uh, he wasn't that great this year. Um, as far as the relationship with Went, I just I think this team functions better when Went is the personality on the offense, and I think having younger guys and not older veterans around him is the way to build this team going forward. Yes, uh, certainly, uh, uh, and the the faster you can get to that, um, the better. And uh, there's uh, um, there's a ton of different wide receivers that um, I, I know I love coming out of uh, you know college, and uh, and there's a a plethora of uh, of guys in here that we haven't even really uh, touched on, and whether or not um, that they should be focusing on wide receiver because there's a there's a lot of it's a ton of different opinions on what is you know what this team needs to be and how it needs to mold. But honestly, the only things I can think of right now and reflecting on this season is I I really hope that Carson's okay and this is not a long term thing and there's no big scares there. Um, I agree with E that this completely sucks that we do not get to see a, a four quarters of Carson Wentz in a playoff game uh, even though basically that's what he did to uh, to will this team to get there because every single game that he played you could argue was a playoff game although it's not official and so on so that'll be the well he didn't have a playoff game well yeah he basically did arguments that we'll get into for a billion times right. until we're at this point again uh which is the new uh, would have been the MVP 2017 MVP that's why that's why this sucks man that's the other part where i just like i'm sad uh but there's the angry part of me that's starting to already come out and knowing exactly how this uh off season until freaking January fifteenth uh, of of two thousand and twenty one. Uh, if there's even football going on, then who knows? I mean, we got the new CBA to talk about. Uh, Jalen Ramsey. There's all all sorts of bits and pieces and angles here, but it's really going to suck to have to go in and stick up for Carson Wentz again uh, when uh, when people just want to finally like get to a certain plateau. And and be like, oh yeah, I guess he is a pretty good quarterback. Oh, he got injured. Hold on, I can use injury prone. Hold on, I can still use injury prone. Oh, whoo! Thank God, uh, he is making thirty-two million dollars after all. So 
can't feel too bad. Am I right, gang? And then we can tell like 90s airplane jokes and how bad the food is. And it'll be fucking great. It'll be awesome. Pete Prisco can be the MC. It'll be awesome. It'll be great. And then Danny Cannell can come in and, you know, do the, the whole aristocrats uh, routine over. It'll be hysterical. I invite them all. Please come uh, on the Go Birds pod. It'll be It'll be great. It'll be hysterical. So uh, get ready for all, all that. This season pod. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, um, I, I, um, I'll say this, and then I, uh, you can close this out here. Um, no matter what, um, you guys uh, first and foremost have made this Eagle season so entertaining, um, and I, we cannot thank you enough for your support because we know there are. Uh, a billion different choices in Eagles land for everything. Uh, and uh, so happy that, you know, you keep coming back and saying hello and uh, and really supporting uh, the podcast and uh, everything that he writes. And uh, it's been great. The uh, the debates and uh, the love, the hate uh, and everything in between. Um, I thought it was great this season. Uh, the fact that Doug Peterson, you know, willed this team into uh, – where it did again and got a little lucky doing it again this season. There's uh, there's a ton of silver linings to kind of take away here uh, that are, are just trying, I guess, to outweigh the disappointment, the injuries, and like I said, all the other, uh, you know, the, the silly Wentz arguments and debates that we're still going to get into here, and, uh, especially with my, my beautiful blonde-haired pal who is uh, really the handsomest man in the land, and, and uh, he's made uh, this season – uh, honestly incredible and I'm so glad that you know Elliot and um, everybody else is, uh, is is ganging up when he pushes our buttons and and uh, all that but from the, the majority of the season I kind that's why I kind of want to make let's you know listen to Elliot a little more t-shirts or something like that or something pretty catchy because uh, yeah listen he got it you got some of this shit right and and that's uh, part of it that's what makes sports great is uh, people thinking not the same way that we all do, and that's why I love Elliot, and I'm I'm glad you're here, man. So I'll let you take the floor and give your thoughts on the the rest of the season there. Well, I appreciate it. Obviously, we, we wish James was here for the season finale of the pod. You know, wish wish our buddy was feeling better. But look, oh yeah, the, hey, hey hold thing. on, wait, real quick, fuck whoever poisoned him. By the way, that is that is the most ridiculous thing in the world, and I'm and we're all gonna sue. Okay, go ahead. Well, yeah, <laughs> I, I was just going to say, look, at the end of the day, this season from where it was to where it ended is a lot is a lot different, right? I mean, if this season ended after the, the loss to Miami, we're having legitimate discussions about Carson Wentz's skill. We're talking about Doug's offense. We're talking about how he's a GM. I think that the arrow, look, like Carson getting hurt in the last game certainly sucks, but the arrow is pointing up for this franchise because of Doug, because of what Carson accomplished. They have a lot to accomplish over this offseason. They have to address the receiver position. You know, offensive line, we discussed Jason Peters. But I think Darrow is pointing up, and I'm looking forward to uh, debating it with all the Go Birds listeners and you and James and uh, having a good offseason. Yeah. Um, uh, then there's uh, there's a lot of, lot of great stuff on the horizon. We're really excited to get started on, um, well, some, some hopefully some pretty big things that we can tell you about uh, by the time that we hit, uh, you know, OTAs and – training camp and all that fun stuff too so um uh there is uh there's still work to be done obviously uh for those that are in the finals of the uh the, the both pick'em leagues uh good luck to you is the you know it's still playoffs for you guys and uh you know, can't wait to meet the winners and talk to them 
uh, to come on the pod uh, during the off season. Uh, I can't wait to meet every single one of you because we feel like we want to do a, a billion events uh, during the season and, and meeting all you guys, including Cody, who came out uh, today to uh, JT Brewski's. Thank you so much, brother. Uh, that was awesome. Uh, met him and his lovely wife, and uh, and that's what we want to do is just – we just want to make make and connect as many Eagles fans together, and uh, uh, without you guys, we would be absolutely nowhere. So, uh, thank you so much. A lot to get into uh, this off season, and uh, we uh, we hope you are right here uh, along with us on uh, the Go Birds Pod, Radio dot com, Sports Radio ninety four at WIP. Go Birds. <laughs> 